0: Well, we're starting a new adventure today. You can't see me, and I can't see you. I'm sitting here at my computer recording a podcast at my dining room table, and you may be listening on your phone or on your computer. Whatever the case may be, this is a brave new world. The phrase brave new world originated in a line from Shakespeare's play The Tempest. It went like this. Oh, brave new world that has such people in it. I thought that was quite appropriate for uh, the circumstance that we're in. We're in a brave new world. I'm sitting here actually recording a uh, sermon or uh, message for you, trying to upload it on the computer. We're dealing with uh, coronavirus and its aftermath, the after effects of it, and how it's affecting our church. And we're dealing with people and how they're responding to the virus and to all of the events that have transpired. There are some very frightening things happening. And really, in my mind, the coronavirus is the least of them. And it may be a little frightening to you as well. Well, that's why I started this sermon with the song, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. If you were unable to be with us for worship last week, I emphasize the point that our hope and trust is in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. No matter what happens in the world, our one constant is God. Like Job, we can say, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, here are some other verses for you to meditate on at home or standing in the paper goods aisle at Walmart. Deuteronomy 31 8 says, It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Psalm 9 9 through 10 says, The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Matthew 6, 8, our Lord Jesus Christ said, Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So what I wanted to do with this message is to give some reassurance about what's going on and how we are to respond to it. And I'm approaching it almost as though we are in our own press conference. I'll be addressing some of the questions you may have, and doing so from the perspective of our faith. But before we do that, let me go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, it seems to us that the world has gone crazy. People are panicking. Businesses and churches are closing. Our government and news media are advising us to stay away from everything. There's a spirit of fear rolling across this country and the world. And out of that fear, people are showing really their, their true natures. Some are hoarding and extorting money for basic necessities. Others are becoming hateful and belligerent. Well, you know all that, Lord. Lord. We're not informing you of anything. So what we pray for is we pray for you to protect your children. We pray for you to settle the minds of believers. We pray for wisdom in navigating what's happening around us. But most of all, Lord, we pray that you accomplish what you intend to accomplish by all of this. We pray you awaken men's hearts to their need of you. We pray you shake up believers who may have become worldly and complacent about following you. We pray you use these circumstances to bring people to repentance. And we pray that in everything that happens, you will be glorified. And we pray it in Jesus' name, amen. So if we were running a press conference, at our church, comprised of myself and our members, here are some of the kinds of questions that I would expect. I would expect some questions about our church. I would expect some questions about ministry opportunities and some questions about the future. So let's begin with questions about our church. And right out of the chute, the question would probably be, What will happen to our worship services in April? Well, at this time, we're only canceling services through the end of March. That includes our March 22nd and 29th Sunday services and our March 25th Wednesday evening service. After that, we will look at the existing situation and make determinations based on government mandates and specifically the health and safety of our members. I am hopeful that we can resume services on April 5th. That's Palm Sunday, and the week after it is Easter. Of course, if we do so, we encourage all our members and guests to take proper precautions. If you're sick, stay home. If you have or are concerned about a health condition, that places you at risk, stay home. But we will get word to you by the end of the month. Oh, the second question that I have already gotten from some of our members is, can we survive without our tithes and offerings? Some people have asked about giving their tithes and offerings. Presently, we are blessed to have money from the land sale as a cushion in our bank account. But we can't rely on that for any extended period of time. And it is not healthy, frankly, for a church or its members to get out of the habit of giving. So if you're able, you can mail your tithe check to the church. If you happen to be out and about, You can put your tithe envelope through the mail slot under the north side door at the church and never even have to go in and say hello to the secretary. Well, another question you might have at this point is, what are the pastor and staff doing during the downtime? Well, I wanted to let you know that our staff is already at work keeping the home fires burning at Parkview. They are deep cleaning the facility, and staffing the day-to-day operations and communications of the church. We are taking this opportunity to search our outreach files in order to build our communications with all those who are involved with our church. Well, let me conclude the answer to this group of questions by reminding you who we are. We are the church. And do you know what Jesus said about the church In Matthew 16, 18, he said, And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Christ's church cannot be defeated, even by hell itself. And so we need to be encouraged by that and understand that we're part of Christ's kingdom in the world, and it will not be defeated. And everything that happens around us, God is working together for good to those who are called according to his purposes. Well, that leads us to a second group of questions. Those are questions about ministry opportunities. I got to thinking about what this event in the life of our country and the world could mean for us. Number one, there's a concern that we have about how we're going to get the word to people without gathering those people together. Well, as a pastor, I'm taking this opportunity to do something that I've thought about for a while. And you're listening to it right now. Unless, of course, you're receiving this message by email or letter. I've been thinking about doing a podcast for quite some time. Initially, my concern was that I didn't have the venue at our church to do as much Bible study as I would like. I only have Sunday morning to preach, and that limits my messages really to the New Testament. I would love to start teaching through the Old Testament. So I thought about starting a podcast. That podcast could be made available not only online, but in ways that we could share it with members without computers. And I intended to get fully started in the summer. But spring break and this latest development regarding schools and their closing may give me the opportunity to get rolling early. But we have another opportunity. We each should consider what we can do to stay connected to those who are homebound. I recently heard of an emphasis that another church was doing. They were encouraging each of their members to start a regular Bible reading and discussion time with just one person. That means making a phone call. If you are comfortable going to somebody's house and sitting down and reading and discussing the Bible together. If it were done over the telephone, you could plan on reading over the telephone or listening to a Bible study like Through the Bible with Jay Vernon McGee and then discussing it after that day's listening session. After you both had listened to it individually, you could call and talk about it. That's just one way in which we could stay connected, but also have a place of regular witness with some person. Maybe somebody that's homebound, maybe a neighbor that would be interested in learning about the Bible. Somebody that you can connect with. But the main point that I'm trying to make is that we each need to work to stay connected. A second question in regard to opportunities is, should we be doing anything to help in regard to the world that we're living in? I just wanted to say something here to generate thought in regard to ministry opportunities. We know that all Kansas public school buildings are shut down, and in USD 259, at least, we will be returning to those buildings uh, in the upcoming week to discuss how we're going to educate students until the end of the year. The intention is that we're going to educate them with a mix of online services and possibly small groups. I don't know what all is going to be involved in it, but I do know that it is going to be a huge endeavor for the district. USD 259 alone has a little over 50,000 students, and they intend to continue their breakfast and lunches and their education. Right now, I don't know how we might consider as a church coming alongside of those schools to help, but an opportunity might present itself. And so that's what I wanted you to think about. In the meantime, be aware of those who are in need in our church and be aware of those that are around you who are in need. We are not done being the church just because we are not meeting at the church building. Jeremiah 29.11 is encouraging to me. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Well, the last set of questions I want to answer are about the future. You may be wondering, as I am, about the future. Some questions that I have are, What happens with the next virus? Is there going to be this big of a response to it? Is the relationship between government and church changing? Are we going to get to a point when we're going to see the government stepping in more and limiting church gatherings? Will our people return to services in this climate of fear? Our church is principally an older congregation, and many are understandably fearful. And so I wonder, you know, when this is all over, will we see an impact on our attendance just based in the fear of contracting this virus or any future virus? In other words, questions about the future are essentially, when will this end? And will we be able to return to quote-unquote normal when it's over? Well, I think you know the answer to that. There's an old saying, I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. Well, let me conclude with some words from Scripture that should inform our thoughts and actions in the days to come. Proverbs three: five through6 says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths." Lamentations 3:21 through23 says, "This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And 2 Corinthians four, seventeen through 18 says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And Philippians 1, six. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Well, that concludes my message, and this is what I hope to be my sign-off verse in the upcoming podcast. Ephesians 3, 17 through 19. May Christ dwell in your hearts through faith that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God.